With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Joe. Hey, Bob. Sorry about that. Looks like we had a little trouble with the theme music, but uh, everyone out there, thank you for joining us once again on your lunch break, and happy Thursday. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Perello. I'm here with Bob. Bell. Bob just got on the line. Bob, sorry uh, for a little bit of trouble there, but uh, obviously it's a big week. You know what? Uh, you know, it's early heart attack. <laughs> well, I, I, I certainly don't mean to do that to you, but uh, how are you doing? No, I know you, I, I know you don't. It's just start to panic when I can't be where I'm supposed to be and you know, there's no there's no mulligan. You either get there or you don't. So okay, here, let's let's move on from that. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh for those of you who don't know out there we're using blog talk radio and uh, once you miss the show you you kinda miss the boat. You can't really redo it uh until next week. No. So it's always a bit of stress to make sure we actually get on on time and uh, and get this thing going. Uh but you know, Bob, the first thing uh, I got to touch on, you know, we talked so much last week about the Red Sox, how it was a matter of time before they clinched, and how important it is uh, for them to lock down the best record in the American League. Well, they clinched the playoffs, they clinched the division since then, and they're, they've all but locked down the best record. I think they're up by uh, three games on Detroit and two games on Oakland with only uh, a weekend three-game series left. All the teams have three games left. So if they win two out of three, they can clinch, and that's – assuming the other two teams even win out. But basically, hope and advantage, you got to believe they're in really good position for that. And how important do you think that is uh, for the Red Sox heading into this postseason? Well, I think it's it's really important because of who they'll have to play in the first round. It isn't so much home, yeah. home field. I, I'm not sure that's such yeah. a big advantage. I mean, it is, but it's not, you know, like a deal breaker. I do think that the, who yeah. they get to play is – is more important because uh, they're going to they're going to play a team that's already played a series uh, in in, wild, in the wild card and apparently you know a lesser team they're not going to have to face Oakland yeah. or the Tigers which seem to be the pick of the litter this year with, along mm-hmm. with the Red Sox although I think the Red Sox are better than any of those teams it doesn't mean they're going to win it's just I just do yeah. think they have more talent and, and better organization. Yeah, it, it certainly looks like the the Red Sox have been the class of Major League Baseball this year. But, you know, like we've, we've seen in so many past years, you know, once you get to the playoffs, it's it's shortened down. It's it's really about starting pitching and, and things like that. And, you know, Billy Bean, I think, once said it, you know, with all these years he's gotten uh, the athletics to play above their payroll and above their talent level is that, you know, my uh, – he, he used a, an expletive, but he said my, basically my stuff – doesn't work in the playoffs because it's so short and, you know, not always the best team wins out, you know, because it's not over the long haul of the season. Uh, with the, you know, you don't want to say the Red Sox have gotten a lot of luck this year, but the things have seemed to bounce their way more than they haven't. Uh, do you worry that maybe uh, time might be running out uh, on this magical season, or do you think this is a team that, that, you know, we didn't see the talent before the year, but now we're looking at them saying, uh, you know, they're the best team in baseball. Do you think that, that they could ride this thing out to the World Series? 
boy, you'd like to think they could. You'd like to think that all these uh, come from behind, walk off type wins, you yeah. know, are there for a reason. And uh, mm. I mean, I I don't see any evidence to show that they that it won't happen. But it still is baseball. It is a game, yeah. and anything can happen. And in the past, <laughs> everything that's possible has happened. So. No, you can't say they're they're locked by any stretch of the imagination. But I'd rather be rooting for this team than any of the others in in baseball right now because I think this team's got the best chance of winning. Yeah, most definitely, and they uh, they're up there in all the rankings and come from behind wins, uh, close wins, things like that. I mean, so they, you can they really you have can solved, that up. They've solved, no, they've solved the pick. You know, their starting pitching seems to be. Uh, mm-hmm. in very good shape. Their bullpen is, has been kind of put in place as best it could be. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there are no there are no locks in the bullpen. That's that's really where it's going to be won and lost. The team that has the best bullpen to perform in this postseason is the team that's going to win it, clearly. Uh, it is about the bullpen. So they still have some questions. Um I just can't believe Uihara is going to be able to continue that that closer role dominance. But then again, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a Red Sox fan and it's based on fear, uh, <laughs> you never you never say, you know, this is definitely going to happen. Yeah, no, it's it, Boston fanhood certainly uh, certainly with the Red Sox based a little bit in fear. Yeah, in you know, we've seen. Yeah, we've seen the fear. We see. We know what can happen. We know it can go wrong because it has uh, yeah. in front of our very eyes. We've, we've borne witness to to what's possible. And yeah. on the other hand, we also know in a in a positive way what's possible. So that's why this makes this next couple of weeks so special. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun ride, no doubt about it. And like you mentioned. Yeah, they've got some decisions to make in their bullpen, not just with their uh, their closer, but some middle relief decisions as well. And you're going to see how they line up that uh, line up their starting rotation heading into the postseason. Uh, pretty big deal, though. You know, this is their first division championship since 2007, and we we all remember obviously they won the World Series that year. So, uh, just how important has it been, not, not just for the Red Sox, but for you know the Boston sports scene as a whole, to get the Red Sox back to playing, you know, you don't want to say championship level because they haven't won a championship yet, but the playing high-level baseball and kind of bringing that back to the city? Uh, Joe, I think that, I, I think it's more important after last year to get yeah. the, the franchise on sound footing. How far mm-hmm. they went or uh, how many games they actually uh, won this year is really mm-hmm. secondary to how the yeah. culture was going to change. And it, it had to change, and it did. And I think that is the most important lesson for 2013, obviously it's now dessert time, and if you want to step up <laughs> to the dessert bar and order every dessert that's there, and you're able to do it. But whether or not it's gonna, you know, you're gonna be able to ingest it all, I don't know. But I'll tell you this: they've already, the team has already acquitted itself, uh, as has mm-hmm. the ownership, since they followed yeah. up last year's disaster uh, yeah. with what we have in front of us now. Yeah, and do you think one season? I, I don't think I can recall it in my you know my years of just following sports uh, around the country. Like one year that has totally changed uh, 
a city's view on the ownership of a team. You know, last year everyone was complaining about the ownership, and, and now, you know, one season later, you know, they're absentee ownership. They're more worried about all their other uh, investments, and obviously, you know, they, they've got their hands in a lot of things, uh, you know, a lot of the whole Fenway Sports Group and, and Nesson and everything else. But do you think that this one season, I mean, I feel like it's almost totally absolved the ownership and kind of gotten Boston fans totally back on board with John Henry and company. Well, I guess I don't know that ownership is ever home free. I think they'll always be uh, one step away from, from sleeping on hot coals. I do think that management, there's a difference between ownership and management. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I do think the fact that they got rid of Theo Epstein, and I say that with all due malice, that getting rid of Theo Epstein was a huge a huge part of this rebuilding process. Mm. And it really started, as I said in the blog, last summer when they made the Dodger deal and yeah. and gave those players and got the money and the the wherewithal to try to restructure. Now, they 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 shopped well, and they did well, and they pieced together uh, everything. And, and and they're still, you know, very high payroll. Uh, yeah. They're still pretty much where they always were. But it just seems like it, there are no like superstars that are that are getting paid uh, exorbitant amounts of money like they had last year. You know, so so you know. Those all those you know Crawford, Gonzalez, Beckett guys gone. Yeah, uh, that started it, and and you know that's like going in. They that's they were out bought the Legos with that, and then they put them together. And this is this is where the management of the team is is going to get and has gotten great credit. Ben Sherrington has been given great credit for this turnaround. John Farrell on the field has been given great credit for this yeah. turnaround. On the other hand, if players don't play. You're going to lose your job if you're if you yeah. become a fan. You're going to end up sitting with them. So that's that's <laughs> kind of you know the way the year's gone. It, it's been one of those years when yeah, it all has worked, and it's in the. And I also would add that Boston, the Boston Marathon bombing uh, yeah. was a real touch point for uh, this franchise. And it doesn't mean to make. I'm not trying to make light of it in any way, shape, or form. I'm just no, saying no. it was an emotional opportunity that the Red Sox, as an organization, uh, seized upon because they uh, were, happened to have been playing at that time. Yeah. No, and, and like you mentioned in the blog, they kind of got the first public gathering after, you know, the terrible event and, you know, Neil Diamond came. They and They had the, they, they the long uh, Sweet Caroline and everything like that. Yeah, they did. And that, that was a huge uh, stepping stone for this franchise uh, and its fans emotionally. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Uh, for now, what happens now, I, I don't have any no clue, Joe, as to what's going to happen. I really <laughs> don't, you know. Yeah. Lester could get, Lester, all these guys, their pitching could go south in a hurry. I mean, Lackey did not look that good uh, two nights ago, and Peavy didn't look that good last night. But, I mean, do you think Peavy gave up that home run to Helton on purpose? <laughs> I, I don't. I do. <laughs> Why? I absolutely do. I think that he grooved it to help him uh, first time up. Let him get his home run uh, on his on his final day at Coors Field. Uh, I'm not going to give it up to him in the seventh or eighth inning. I want to give it up to him in the first, and that's or sec first, I guess it was. And that's that. So yeah, if I mean Helton hadn't hit the ball, but I think PB served it up, which is. Was fine with yeah. me. I thought he was going to do it at the time, <laughs> and it's been done before. But 
last night was smiling me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, don't deny it. Of course, they'll all deny it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, well, regardless of that or not, uh, you know, they've get, like we've mentioned before, they've got to line up this starting pitching rotation uh, heading into the postseason. And you know, you've mentioned a bunch of different guys, and we've already talked about the bullpen a little bit. Who do you think? Which pitcher do you think is the key guy for the Red Sox that they need to kind of? They need him to be on track and be on point once the playoffs start. Well, it's a very, very good question. I mean, I, how can you avoid talking about the starting pitchers? I suppose yeah. you're going to have to go to Uihara and or mm-hmm. any of the other bullpen pitchers, Dempster, uh, Tazawa, or uh, maybe Workman. Although I don't, I'm not sure Workman's going to be part of the equation, and I'm not sure Dubrat is going to make the postseason roster. He's not, he's not a, you don't think of him as a bullpen guy, and there's no room for him to be a starter. First of all, it takes yeah. too long, apparently, for him to get warm, so he may not even be on the roster, as, as yeah. strange as that may yeah. seem. But they got to keep that so on base game. But as, as a pitcher, I suppose, you know what, Dempster is like, he's like uh, low. Uh, and the job that uh, he did in 2004 in, mm-hmm. in relief and, and you know setting setting up the uh, the closer faults. So yeah, I think Dempster's. I believe it or not, he could be a key to this whole thing. That's I know that's, yeah. that's kind of out of the blue, but uh, you know what? <laughs> when they're going to use him and need him is going to be, I think. Key times, very key times. I would rather, yeah, I don't want to see Tazawa come in and give up home runs, but <laughs> it's going to be interesting, to tell you the truth. Yeah, you know, it's Breslow, always important to find that, that middle relief, really too. I left out Breslow. I think, I think, let me put it on him, okay? Let me say okay, that he, put it on him. <laughs> he and Dempster are going to be the two guys. Yeah, you know, like we've talked about, everyone talks about the starters and the closers, but you got to get to your closer somehow. So finding some solid middle relief, and, you know, usually it's a guy that kind of gets out of a jam, breaks up a run, something like that. And you need that, you know, we always talk about timely hitting. You kind of need that timely pitching in the playoffs when uh, your opponent gets on a little bit of a mini run and has runners on base. In the years that the Red Sox have taken home World Series, they've, they've kind of been able to break up those break up those runs and, and those uh, kind of momentum swings against them. Uh, well, we get, so, I, we I get want... so focused on the Red, we get so focused on the Red Sox that we forget the other teams that they're playing also have the same problems. Yeah, that's no, that's that's true too. I feel like all fan bases do that in all sports, where you know no team's yeah. perfect, <laughs> but but uh, you're obviously more familiar with your own team, so you know your own team's problems more than you know, say the the Tigers' problems or, or the Athletics' problems. Yes, yeah, but. Uh, Either way, uh, we'll we'll know a lot more about the Red Sox next week. Obviously, we'll be talking uh, some playoff baseball. It'll be uh, shoot, it'll be October by next week, so we'll be talking October baseball. First time in a while around here uh, next week. I, uh, I want to talk the end of September football with uh, the Patriots and uh, my colleague at Sweet Sports, Jeremy, who joined us a, a couple weeks ago, said that the Patriots are the most unimpressive three and zero he's ever seen. Uh, I would take a little bit of exception to that because I thought they did a really nice job against Tampa last week and kind of took, did what you're supposed to do to a bad team and just kind of put them down. 
But this week they're going to the Georgia Dome. They're facing a pretty good Atlanta team, although Atlanta did just lose to Miami. And we'll, we'll get to the Dolphins a little bit in a second. Uh, we don't know if Gronkowski is going to play. We don't know if Amendola is going to play. What else is new? Uh, we don't know about injuries under Belichick. That's uh, certainly nothing new to people in this area. Uh, but I, I look at this. This is the first real test for New England. And, you know, with the way they've played so far, Bob, do you, do you think this is a test that they can pass? I think this is definitely a test that they can pass. Uh, it's definitely a test that might reach up and bite them, too. I yeah. do think they, they getting Gronkowski is really important because it gives them a tight end. Now, Sudfeld, having Gronkowski out there might make, make Sudfeld uh, more of a, an impressive target. So working together is going to help everybody. I doubt that Amendola is going to play. Uh, yeah. I don't understand what's going on there. I don't see how you can have ripped, ripped uh, tendons or whatever he has from groin area and still come out there and play. I don't get that. But you know what? I'm not a doctor. I just slept in the Holiday Inn Express last night. So <laughs> it doesn't doesn't matter. So, uh, yeah, I I think it was, I think it was Jerry Thornton of uh, Barstool Sports, truly one of the great websites out there, that um, yeah. said they got to dig themselves out of this 3-0 hole they put themselves Holy. in. Uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. It's a pretty good line for sure. Uh, so anyway, it's, line. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was, I wish I'd have thought of it. You know, it's one of those things <laughs> I wish I would have thought of. It. So, uh, <laughs> having said that, I Atlanta's tough down there, and Atlanta's a little desperate. That's the whole thing that bothers me. Yeah. I thought Tampa was desperate, but Tampa is so bad. Atlanta's <laughs> desperate uh, because they're one and two, and then they're. They're pretty good. They're not, they're not yeah. clearly anything like anything the Patriots have seen so far. However, you know, let's see what happens. I, I'd love to see Gronkowski back. Time to, time to put the tight end back in in their offense. Yeah, they could, they could certainly use it. And you, you mentioned Sudfeld, uh, who hasn't been, you know, as good as he looked in in preseason. But obviously, we knew he wasn't going to quite be that good. And you know, not having a tight end to compliment him has been a little bit tough. And and you know, the the passing game up until they 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 were pretty good against Tampa, but the passing game had been a bit of a struggle uh, up to that point. And I mean, Edelman he, has been huge. Right? Edelman's been like he's been their best player. Yeah, he's been the new West. <laughs> But yeah, Kent, the, Kent State. I'll tell you what, as long as, as as Denver continues to roll on and they keep mm-hmm. showing uh, Welker catching passes from Peyton Manning, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that really does hurt. I mean, it, it's like over <laughs> and over again. It's like picking, picking at a wound that's not going to heal all year long unless <laughs> Welker drops some big balls or gets hurt because yeah. – and I don't wish that on him at all, either one of them. But it's going to be a wound that will not heal this year if that if this keeps up. Yeah, and uh, you know Tom Brady's watching that too, maybe on the replay, and he's a little uh, yeah, little bummed. You know that's why him and Dolan's got to get in there. I'm telling you, I don't know what I don't know what they're going to be able to do or or, or how they're going to do it, but I I don't know. It sure looks like the, the trade <laughs> or whatever it was, money wise. Uh, Welker for Amendola is not yeah. going to work out in the Patriots' favor. So, yeah, I mean, essentially swapping those guys 
you brought him to You knew he was an injury risk. He seems to be mixed up every year. So yeah, you know what? You always, you always think that. Yeah, it is part of it. You always think when you get something like that, it was in the past that it's just not going to yeah. happen here. But guess what? It did, and yeah, it probably will know. continue. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a little unfortunate. But, you know, what kind of jumped out to me about all this and everyone having a different line about least impressive 3-0 start, digging themselves out of a 3-0 hole, all this stuff, you know, they can't they can't throw, they got a receiver, they can't get healthy, yeah, 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 all this stuff. There's right now. <laughs> I mean, how much does that tell you that, you know, when the Red Sox started this season out well, and we know how long a baseball season can be, but they started out the season so well, people were a little bit tentative, but were genuinely excited about the Red Sox. Now you got the Patriots, who have you know because the Red Sox hadn't been good lately. You got the Patriots who've been dominant for the last what twelve years, dozen years, and they're three and zero, and people are down on them. <laughs> how, much, how much does that tell you, kind of where the psyche of, uh, of Boston sports fans are right now? It's, it is about being spoiled, you know. It is about yeah. You know, the is not so much. Well, part of it's just plain frustration, knowing that. Brady years are uh, closing down, and yeah. so are the Belichick years. And, you know, yeah. that's just frustration because you now know it's like you know, do or die. This is what this is the time you got to make hay, or it's all going to go bad out in the field. Yeah, there is a definite thought that they got to, you know, if they're going to win another one, it's got to be in the next couple of years because, you know, Brady, he isn't going to play forever. And I, I don't know, I don't know what your thoughts on it, but do you think Belichick will keep coaching beyond Brady? No idea. And the question yeah. is, will Brady keep playing beyond Belichick? I don't. It's all depends. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they've either. I don't think they've figured out their exit strategy just yet. Yeah. Well, it, it's going to be interesting, but I, I cannot picture one without the other right now. It's just uh, no, a little wild. It, it is difficult, but it's you know, it's, it's an interesting concept. But I don't think most people want to think about it. <laughs> You know they want to they no. want to just have this team play up to their fan expectations, and uh, and that's pretty high uh, as long yeah. as they have both of them there. Yeah, very very high expectations with uh, Brady and Belichick together. Uh, that's all we got time for this week, Bob. Unless you've got anything to add at the last second. No, I appreciate talking to you. This is always always good, <laughs> and uh, look forward to next week. Most definitely, Bob. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. And go ahead. All right. Next week, we'll, we'll know a lot better than uh, of who the obviously who the Red Sox are going to play a week from tomorrow, and uh, yeah. where the Patriots are. So there we go. Yeah, most definitely. We'll learn a lot in the next I week. Thank you, everybody, I, I, for listening. Huh? I, I definitely <laughs> want Cleveland in here. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, pull, I'm pulling for Cleveland as well, but I'm, I'm pulling for a Red Sox Pirates World Series. So we'll see how it all works out. You can't hate that. No, you can't hate that, right? Yeah. Can't hate that. Okay, at all, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bob. I'll talk to you later. And thank you, everybody, for listening in at home uh, and joining us for yeah, catching up with Bob LaBelle. We'll be back next week. We'll know more about the Patriots. October baseball in Boston. Have a great weekend, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.